0: All right, Tommy, you're the oldest. I'm counting on you. Come on. He's
1: got eyes of the Tommy's they... Tuesdays Podcast here coming at you live this Monday morning. It is good to be back in the saddle again for episode 20. Thank you for listening. However you may be listening, this is Tommy. Um, you know, I knew I was in trouble yesterday as soon as the tequila started tasting like water. Um, but I hope we all had a fun and safe Cinco de Mayo. We got, I hope you're hungry because we got a foot-long Sandy. Coming at you live this Monday morning, full of football draft grades. We're bringing on Austin Dixon today. And before we get started, I hope you guys head on over to Rise and Grind Nutrition. Get your shake, aloe bomb, and tea. Because you know, summer is officially here. The bots have to be ready. Is mine? No. Might swim with the shirt this year. I don't know. But I'm going to stop talking. We're going to get right into it. Here we go. It's a gritty Monday. I hope you brought our hard hat. <laughs> <coughs> Welcoming on Austin Dixon, six six two ninety five, Boise State uh, alumni, pretty much, with the lineman crew. How are we doing today?
0: Doing good. Thank you for having me on. It's
1: good to have you on for episode 20. We're going to do some breakdowns of the draft that happened uh, about two weeks ago. Uh, first, we're going to start you off with some questions of what you think about the Josh Rosen trade from the Cardinals to Miami. What's your first reaction to that?
0: First reaction is Cardinals didn't even give this man a chance. He had no O-line. He doesn't have weapons behind him. He doesn't have a defense to finish out games. They gave him one year in
1: So the only thing that I have an interesting take on is that, like, Arizona, they had, like you said, they had no really weapons behind them. They had Larry, and then they had David. You know, and then they had a defensive-minded coach, so they didn't really give him a chance. The worst O-line in the league, right? So you have all those factors into it, and then you trade him away. You get, you draft him at what twelve last year, because he came out and said like, "Oh, I'm gonna make sure that these other quarterbacks ahead of me are are gonna make me pay, or I'm gonna make them pay, or whatever, whatever you want to say it." And then they trade him for like a 68th overall pick. To the Dolphins. Now he has a new start, new fresh, doesn't have to battle really for the starting position because Tannehill's out of there, Matt Moore's out of there. So you really have nothing in the Dolphins. You draft Murray, the Arizona Cardinals are going all in on Kingsbury. I like the trade because the Dolphins didn't take a chance on anyone in this draft because I don't think this was a strong QB class, personally. I don't know what you think about it.
0: I think with the Kingsbury thing, I think they had to get Murray. If you're going to hire Kingsbury in the first place, you got to give him the weapons that, in his mind, he needs.
1: And that's what I was really upset about because the thing is, is because they like they held on to Rosen until day two. You know, they held on to him that long in order to then trade him, other than giving him up in the off season and kind of letting him develop, and then letting us all know that they were going to go Murray. So I was pissed off how they handled that situation. So your initial reaction with this trade is really like who good or bad? What do you think on both sides? Dolphins, right. I think it's a plus. Because you had nobody, and now you have someone. You got them for nothing. You pay them a cheap contract, rookie year contract. And then Murray now has all these expectations. And then their offensive coordinator, I believe, I don't know if it's still, if it's Byron Leftwich for the Cardinals. So I don't know what your initial reaction was. Who do you think is a winner in that trade?
0: I mean, to be honest, I think they both are. Like I said, it's a positive for the Cardinals because with Kingsbury, you have to do that. When, when you go in to hire Kingsbury... Same thing you're saying going all in on Murray, mm-hmm. you gotta go all in on Kingsbury. But just off of value pickup, I mean, that's ridiculous to get Josh Rosen for what they did. They got him for basically nothing. Who which, so if which, you're Miami, I mean you're thinking a year later, this guy, like we're saying, was like a top ten pick.
1: If he entered the draft this year, he would have been valued at one or two, very debatable at number one just because of his class. Uh, in terms of coming out. So if Josh Rosen would have stayed and then came out this year, he would have been the second or number one-rated quarterback in this draft. He would have got drafted in the first round this year. Yeah, exactly. Compared to Hassan's But after that one year,
0: not having an offensive line, not really performing, to be honest, not getting a chance. I don't know how he lost
1: that much value, though. Because for my predictions way early into the draft, it was the Giants would give up their 6th or 17th pick to the Cardinals for Josh Rosen. That was my biggest thing but i didn't know if that in one season he played a limited amount of games i mean he played like maybe 12 games or something like that because sam played and then he got hurt and then rosen got hurt a couple games so they're filling in spots but then how do you lose from going to 12th pick to the 68th pick in a season that wasn't really you didn't get the like the right chance that's just amazing to me
0: I, I i don't understand that either at all he lost so much value but if you're Miami.
1: Yeah, you're not complaining. It's an amazing pickup. You're not complaining at all. You're taking
0: it every single day of the week because you get Rosen for, like I said, absolutely nothing, and you're going to give this guy a chance and just off potential and seeing where this guy's ceiling's going to go. Like, it's ridiculous what you got him for. And what's what's interesting because a lot of
1: people say, okay, because like Arizona, I mean, the Dallas Cowboys traded away their 17th overall pick for I mean uh, for Amari Cooper or whatever. you know They gave up their first-round pick for Amari Cooper. So then that's what the Dallas said. They're like, we're not going to find a receiver that's better than Amari Cooper in this year's draft, so might as well give up that pick. And I feel like that's the same thing. You're not going to find a better value pick at 68 than you will Rosen. So I definitely think the Dolphins are winning in this situation. So then it leads into the next question. Is this your favorite quarterback in this year's draft class that was chosen? Or undrafted rookie.
0: Yeah, like you said, it's not the quarterback class that we're used to seeing.
1: Compared to last year, not a, not even close.
0: I mean, the talk, no matter how they are, it's always going to be focused on the quarterbacks for yeah. the majority. And Something. Kyler Murray, you know, besides him and Haskins, there wasn't too much talk. What's funny about
1: the Haskins position. thing is because a lot of people say if Haskins stayed, went next year, He would have been the fifth-rated quarterback in the draft class. So he would have got drafted in the second to third round. So he's lucky that he went out and got drafted 15th to the the Redskins. So so he can complain and he can bitch as much as he wants because I know his reaction to the Giants passing on him, and now he wants to prove the world wrong and set the world on fire and all this, this, and that. But you really count your blessings because next year, you aren't going to get drafted in the first round. You're going to lose a lot of money. Yeah, so, I, I mean think that, he, he that doesn't realize Look that at that.
0: his phone. I think that's a combination of, like, yeah. obviously the confidence in himself, like, you know, I got screwed here. But I mean, it can also be the thing where, you know, teams are promising yeah. and stuff. I mean, you hear that every single year. Oh, yeah, 100% we're going to take you. And then they pass up. So I think that's why he's looking at his phone. And like,
1: it, what the hell? What's What's interesting too is because you know the Giants took Daniel Jones at six, which caught caught a lot of people by surprise. Because a lot of people were like, okay, the Giants, you need a QB, you need to pass on Eli. They were thinking that, and then as soon as the draft got closer, the the realization of them drafting the defensive end and the defensive you know rush because they gave up a, a Vernon to the Browns. They were like, you need you guys need defense. You guys need something. So, you guys need to fill spots, so, and especially with this class where one through six, defensive linemen, defensive edge rushers, you guys weren't going to go wrong. Like, there's no going to be bat- one bad pick in those six guys that went top. So, that was interesting for me. So, when they drafted Daniel Jones, I was like, you guys really have no direction right now because you guys solved it. You guys got Lawrence from Clemson, and then you guys got Baker from Georgia, which, you know, Collins left, and you guys traded away snacks the previous season, and then you guys draft Jones. So, it's like, what the hell are you guys doing? Yeah, I I, was went all that,
0: too. I I saw it came out this week. A guy from the Giants said there's two other teams that, you know, quote said, would have taken them before the Giants' second pick. And obviously, after making that pick at six, if you're on the Giants' staff, you're going to say stuff like that. But also, we're never going to hear the truth because those two suspect teams that would have taken them. It would have been the Dolphins. It would have been the Redskins. But, of course, those two teams – are never going to admit that they would have taken him now yeah. because that doesn't look good. Because it was it was only
1: two teams. There was only two teams in condition. And it would have been it would have been the Redskins and it would have been the Dolphins. So I just I, I don't think you're ever and going the to Dolphins, find out who's telling the Dolphins and children. obviously the Dolphins had other plans. They were like, okay, let's try to see how the first round goes. Let's draft Rosen. You know, let's get Wilkins at fourteen, and let's draft. You know, let's try to trade for Rosen later on. Other and then the Redskins. Obviously, there's rumors up until the draft that they were going to get that number two or three spot. To draft uh to draft Haskins. So as soon as has- Haskins fell below six, they were they were money. So going back to the question it was, who is your favorite quarterback from this year's class, even though it's not a strong class out of all the rounds or undrafted rookies, who who's your favorite guy?
0: To be honest, I think I gotta go Murray. I think you know he's gonna be the guy that comes in and makes the impact right away. He has but to. Best fit and situation. Uh, I mean, we were just talking about this before we got on, uh, Stidham with the Patriots. Yeah, totally. Obviously, he's not going to come in and make that impact. He's going to sit and learn behind the greatest of all time. Yeah. And I think he's a guy that, like, fits that system. Now, if Stidham were to go somewhere else, I don't know if I'd be saying the same things. But I think just the fit with that team, you know, Mm -hmm. the organization, the people he's going to learn under – I think, I think that was a great. A
1: lot, a lot of scouts coming into this were like, okay, this guy has the best ball. He has the best, you know, throwing, his best timing and best, you know, accuracy. They were just like, he just, he's just so inconsistent. So that was the biggest knock on him. It's like, you don't know which guy's going to show up. So by him being drafted by Patriots, it's like, dude, you're going to have to do your job each and every day. You're going to get better. So I really like that pick with him because he's going to grow and he can very beat the starting quarterback in three years for the Patriots as Tom Brady ages. He learn so much, Belichick. You know, it's the best situation. I, you know, I saw some quote how he's fired up. I also like the Greer situation. I'm not gonna say any first round picks. I personally don't like any of the first round picks. I, the Murray one is the only one I understand because you're going all in on Kingsbury and that whole offense, you know, the high flashy and blah blah blah. But you know what? As soon as you see guys who can all run four fours on that defensive side, it's a lot different than college. And coming from a guy who's only who's below five hundred or a little bit above five hundred in his winning percentage in Kingsbury, I don't I'm not saying that's a recipe for success. And then you draft is the guy who won the latest Heisman. I think Baker had more quality personally to him. I like Baker coming out of college than I did Murray. We only saw one season of Murray.
0: Yeah, the thing that I really do like about Murray, though, is whenever you watch his film and you hear these analysts critique him, what's the one thing that they're always saying? I don't like his height. Yeah, You know, for the most part, you're never hearing people – you know, come down on his game. You know, I, I hate his accuracy. Mm-hmm. I, I hate this. I hate that. It's always just it's his always height. It's always about his height. But I think it's already been proven, you know, the Bakers, the Russell Wilsons, you know, you don't have to have that prototypical quarterback body that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, that you, you to had have. to have in the draft. They wanted that 6'3, 6'4, 225 build. Yeah. And I think we're kind of going away from that. So there's a couple, there's there's a couple of
1: things that just stray me you know, like keep me away from that whole Murray talk is because this guy, you know, like I said, he only had one season under high prolific, you know, offense, you know, he had one season to watch Baker and then he comes up and he does his thing. Right. And then in the draft, he doesn't compete in the combine. Right. And I personally didn't like that because it's like, dude, you're faced up against, you know, 15 other of the best quarterbacks of this year's draft. That means you don't really like to compete or you don't want to show off. And then the biggest question, like you just said, was his height and weight, right? They were like, okay, we want to see how actually big you are. So then we get your height. We say you're 5'10.5". Okay, you're better than 5'9", right? Okay, we're like, cool, you pass that. You checked it, right? Because if you were 5'9", people would have went crazy. And then they're like, okay, what's your weight? Because his playing weight was about 190 to 195 at, at Oklahoma. He showed up. He weighed in at 205. What's interesting is that the guy doesn't run the 40. And the only thing that was crazy about that... Was, and that pisses me off is because a lot of people compared him to Mike Vick and how he was going to you know, tear up the league like that if I was fast. Because if his playing weight is at 190, but he wants to be 205, how different is that, especially if you don't want to run the 40? Pro Day comes along, doesn't run his 40. So him g- g- bumping up the 205, obviously he lost something that he didn't want to show anyone. That's the only thing that's concerning about me with Murray.
0: I mean, honestly, I'm not going to be that concerned by it the difference of you running at 195 to 205 yeah i agree there's a reason but you take, i agree there's a reason you yeah. didn't run the 40 mm-hmm. but i also think what quarterback in the nfl maybe besides lamar jackson are you going to say is more athletic than murray 100%. so with that extra weight on and giving you and the people what they want a little more weight to make you feel more comfortable He's still gonna be, but, but the I top like top three most athletic quarterback 100%. in the NFL. I mean, he so was a draft. Gonna be he to was draft, and then the other so knock. The,
1: the other knock on him was that he doesn't, you know, like watching film and stuff like that. But the only the only thing that you can answer back is like, well, this guy's never been focused on just football. He was a ninth overall pick in the freaking first round. That's insane. That's a first ever. I saw you know first ever to be drafted one and in, in the first round, and then he was drafted nine by the eights. Yeah, he's had no time to focus on film, dude. He just goes down there and balls. So imagine when he focuses on film and learns how to watch film. It's going to be interesting. But the biggest thing with me is running is because if you want to play at 190 and then you get hit by a middle linebacker maybe two or three times in the game, you're going to feel it. If you want to try to be 205, there's going to be a difference in speed. Baker found that out early. He came off the sidelines, like, yeah, I'm not going to do that again. There was like an NFL film on him running away to the sidelines, gets caught up by a linebacker because he thought he was faster. And he's like, yeah, I'm not going to do that again. I can't. Johnny Manziel found that out very quickly. It's because these guys hear your names and hear how all this is. And then now they want to do is they want to put up, they want to, you know, they want to come after your neck because that's the biggest thing. So your biggest, your favorite quarterback's Murray, but you really like Stidman. Is that what I'm getting from you?
0: Yeah, I like Stidham, Stidham. to Develop. And in that culture, be able to go. But right away, make an impact. I'm going with Murray. You know, like I said, all I hear is the hype. You, you just got to get over the mm-hmm. hype. If you like his decision-making, you like his accuracy, you like the way the ball comes out, mm-hmm. just get over the hype.
1: So then what was your second overall, I mean, second QB taken overall with Daniel Jones? What's your reaction with that? First reaction from draft night. <laughs> You're shaking your just, head right now. No. No? No. It, I just and I was upset at it too, but like I'm not gonna knock because we don't know how it's gonna end up, right? Because Eli Manning's not the coolest guy to look off of from Ole Miss. He wasn't the coolest guy to look off of. But the thing that makes me mad, but also you can sit back and be like, well, okay, I'm not gonna really argue that, is that since Eli Manning and Peyton Manning said this guy's good, and then they supposedly had this guru at Duke, we're all just gonna sell our chips and be like, yeah, that's it, that's our guy.
0: Yeah, on, honestly, I think. The Giants are just banking on that prototypical <laughs> that, body. I mean, it. I talked about that earlier. Yeah. They're going they want that body. And that
1: frame. I, I and he's a six know five if that's worth skinny. The sixth guy.
0: overall pick. No. So a guy that I mean, you look at the competition that he played, when he's played against the best competition, he mm-hmm. hasn't put up the greatest numbers, and you know he's not putting up outrageous numbers against the other competition either.
1: No, it was so, so it's the best thing too since they play in the ACC. You're like, okay, we'll watch when they play Clemson or something like that, or Miami or Florida State, and see he how didn't, he does. He didn't exactly. Show exactly. exactly. So that's what that's the biggest indicator for me. That's why I like watching these SEC quarterbacks and stuff like that come through the draft because it's like, okay, well, oh uh, if you have any sort of like, you know, second thought about this quarterback from the SEC, supposedly, right? It's like okay, we'll flip their film when they watch Alabama because Alabama has twenty-two dudes from you know coming to the pros here, and that's what I loved about seeing here in two years. Murray played Bama, right? I like Murray. He didn't show up in the first half. He came on the second half when no one really cared. So I don't. Again, that that game doesn't really excite me from Murray either because you know he I mean, showed. I'm not
0: going to get too excited over. It, I'm not I, I because the first like half the he didn't, he he
1: walked year. into that thing and then he kind of saw lights when he saw Quentin Williams around his waist. I get that. I would too, obviously. You're running for your life out there. But again, those are the film you're going to watch. So that's why a lot of people, when you throw in the film with Trevor Lawrence, it's going to come out in about two years. You're going to be like, well, that guy diced up Alabama like it was nothing. Yeah. So that's how you know that. You, you already know that guy's going to be the top overall pick here in about two years.
0: Yeah. Daniel Jones, I'm not, not taking that early. You're not going to take that early. Not taking that early.
1: Are you and mad I'm- with the pick? Of the QB, or are you mad with just the pick in general, as in you should have picked?
0: No, I'm definitely mad with the pick at QB. I think, you know, as a fan, if you're a fan of that team, it sucks to wait. But <laughs> I think you just need to wait yeah. one more year, get one of those guys. I mean, everyone's talking about the class next year, how great they are. Just wait one more year. I don't care what the Mannings have said.
1: That's what Just, they're banking on. They're banking on that, and then that's what that Dave Campbell the GM was like. Well, talk to me in three years, you know, see if I'm, a, see if this is a bad move. I'm yeah, like, oh, like so I Eli said, Manning's going to gonna be here for three years. That's awesome. That's really. I don't know
0: cool. who to trust because he's also saying everyone's saying, why don't you wait till your second pick to get him? Well, he thinks two other teams Bullshit. would have guaranteed to got you know pick him up. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> you're going to say that after everyone loses their oh, mind. mind. God. I so, mean, obviously it's a rough pick when you got everyone at the Giants watch party in the stadium, you know, booing. That's,
1: it's not a good look rough. for the Giants. And let's move on to your draft grades. So we got nine teams, three A's, three B's, three C's. Start us off. Of your grades.
0: First A, going with the damn Patriots.
1: I I, I totally agree. Not, with that. not a
0: fan with that team at all, but I think they just Continue to do what the Patriots do. They got
1: Patriot guys this year's draft. It's interesting because previous drafts, they kind of hit and miss. You're kind of like, okay, whatever kind of guys. They got Patriot guys. Now,
0: I'll say they got Patriots guys besides the first-round pick. Nikhil? I think Nikhil's a baller, but I don't think he fits that Patriot, you know, that form. Uh, I actually played against Nikhil in high school. Damn. Guy's a freak. Guy's from
1: Jamaica.
0: I, to be honest, you know, Patriots, they want culture guys, low ego. I think Tom Brady's going to have a little work to do with him.
1: No way. This guy just got done with Herm Edwards for a season. I think he's okay. I think Because Bill think Belichick called Herm and was like, dude, what do you think? I'm about to draft him. He's like, this guy's the best guy ever. I, th- I personally think that.
0: He's a freak athlete. I love how he plays. I think Brady's going to have a little work to do with him. Interesting, interesting. You know, no, Nikhil, I mean, they drafted Damian Harris. Going, you're not going out this weekend.
1: And then I saw... No, I, Nikhil. Well, there's not... Yeah, okay. In Foxborough, I don't Come know. On. But then uh, they drafted that Chase Winovich guy, that, that DN yeah, from Michigan. I have that right and here. I just saw a video of him saying, like, if I break my arm or I break my leg, I'm just going to use that as a weapon in order to hit my like, guy. And I was like, damn, dude, you're going to fit right in with the Patriots. You're I mean, that's that's shit. the
0: exact example I have of... Patriots drafting Patriots guys. And they killed I mean, it. Damien Harris is, is
1: a stud. Any any one of these guys, like that's why Josh Jacobs drafting might have surprised a lot of people because maybe his stats aren't startling. But you watch the guy, it's like, okay, that guy's way too good. And then in Alabama, that guy doesn't have a lot of mileage on him because Alabama used three to four backs. They used Nige Harris, Damien Harris, and then they used Josh Jacobs. You can't fuck. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, dude. And Nigel Harris is about to be, you know, top first, second round pick next year. Sure. Whatever. So that's what I'm saying. They drafted Sonny Michelle, who shared reps with Nick Chubb in Georgia. And look how he turned out. Three tutties in the, you know, against the Chargers and then the Chiefs. The guy couldn't get stopped. So they drafted Patriot Guy, so I totally agree with you how this is an A. Who's your other teams?
0: Okay, next A, I'm going with the hometown Arizona Cardinals. Look. Put, put the Murray pick aside. The reason I graded him A, like, however you feel about Murray, fine. Put that yeah. aside. They needed I'm glad they did because they, they went all weapons in. weapons at wide receiver.
1: They drafted Hakeem.
0: Hakeem Butler, I think that Who guy worked with Calvin a
1: Johnson game. in the offseason. So that was nice.
0: My other one that I love is Keyshawn Johnson from Fresno State. We played against him last I, year. I know.
1: I think he got drafted because of his name.
0: I, I don't. <laughs> Sixth round.
1: No, it's a steal. It's Six a good pick. It's guy. a good pick. I
0: think it's a steal. We got three weapons at wide receiver. I think you did exactly what you had to do. You gave Cliff his guy. Yep. Whatever. You Put go all aside. in. You have a direction. Put that aside you have a direction. You guys chose yes. a direction. And to continue with yes. that direction, 100%. we get him three studs at receiver.
1: Yeah, you got fits. I like it. And you got a back. You got to do it all back. No, he has great weapons now, right? And you guys you have a failing to. spot. You, you had, had to. to. right? Okay. What, um, the only thing with the Cardinals is, is just like you guys are relying heavily on Murray. It all depends on Murray because these guys can be great. That's why I feel like the Browns are going to have trouble because you guys, it's just like in basketball or anything else, it's like, yeah, you guys have all these mega talents. But what's, what's Juice uh, Landry used to? The Pro Bowl. What's uh, Odell used to? The Pro Bowl. There's only one ball. Who the hell? I mean, there's only one ball and so many receptions that you can have and so many completions and all sorts of other things. So their stats are going to lower. But these guys got the biggest egos in the room. So how's it going to hang?
0: I mean, with the Browns' point, yeah, they have all those egos on that team. That's a lot of egos. But the two wide receivers, at least, you know, they have that connection. They're best friends. 100%. So I think in that case, they'll be able to get over it. Where, like, you know, in sports like basketball, you see when you put those superstars together, sometimes it doesn't click right away. But, you know, come on. They knew each other in high school. It's a cool you story. Know, they went to college the story. together. I think both of them are going to be able to get over it. And I think Landry Moore is going to be fine with the less receptions. i a guy you know, who's been OBJ, leading the league in receptions. That guy's like, got an He need he needs, he, his needs he needs the ball. And Landry I does too. Landry, I think Landry's fine taking that. No, role. no one. I, I don't think
1: I don't think anyone's fine with taking any role I like think that. He is. I Everyone think he likes is. a little sweet. He ain't going to get that. He ain't going to get that sugar. He ain't gonna get it. And then oh, and then week eight, you guys are just gonna add in Kareem Hunt and just roll with it?
0: I mean, I don't know about you guys, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we are.
1: Okay, who's uh <laughs> who's your third A on that draft? Last grade? one,
0: I'm going Bills.
1: Okay, they drafted Ed Oliver. Yep, they went Ed Oliver pick.
0: And then they went um they just went trenches.
1: Which o- I think O line and D line. I think you need they got to-
0: Cody Ford.
1: Okay. Out of
0: Oklahoma. Oklahoma, yep. Oklahoma's just been pumping out O-linemen, four out of the five well, wins. Not
1: a big, big 12 lineman guy. I don't like I that. I like him. I don't I, like that. Air raid, film. air raid, barely running the ball, high-powered offenses, pass protection, every rate's are off the charts because you don't. It's just like the Washington State guy we were talking about of, off-air. He was like the best percentage against pass blocking. Well, shit, they do dink and dunks the whole game. So, yeah. He getting a hand up on the left. Yeah, left I'm going
0: to classify Wazoo a little bit different than Oklahoma.
1: I know, like, but but I'm saying it's like I I like look how Eric Flowers I believe came out of Oklahoma. That guy's known as a highway. Okay, a highway. Orlando Brown I believe was a, was supposed to be a first round pick coming into this year until they played, I believe Georgia, because they were like this guy just can't do it. Because he's not quick enough off his of speed. So, tackles out of Oklahoma or any sort of O-line, I kind of shake my head out. I would stay away from.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just like, you know, you're going D-line, O-line. They just went big, set the tone of the draft right away. And then later in the rounds, they got two tight ends. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're just you're sticking up there. No, they're, they're committed. See, see who works out of those yep. two. You got two, stick, stick with those guys Mills. in there.
1: Bills. No, no, I, boys, I I like it, especially see, see when, what when it go. gets cold. Not a bad place. All right, let's start with your Bs now. You got three Bs.
0: Yeah, first one, I'm going with the Ravens. I think they got, you know, a weapon for Lamar, Hollywood Brown.
1: I The only thing that I don't like about that is because the biggest knock on uh, Lamar was his throwing accuracy deep, and then you guys get someone like that that you're going to try to pump the ball to about two to three times. That just doesn't make sense because they got Crabtree. Uh, I mean, you're saying he needs to
0: improve need s- on it, so let's get the guy to do it.
1: <laughs> okay, you got Snead, and then you guys run the ball. You guys run a lot of uh, run option plays. I understand what was a interesting. Lot of you guys going on was, what was <laughs> what was interesting though about this <laughs> is that Taste, they drafted McShirley or McShirley out of Penn State, which is interesting to me because I think he's actually going to get playing time next season in some sort of packages and sort of like running packages to take the load off Lamar in terms of running. Yeah, Cause yeah. that guy is a baller and he's a winner over there at Penn state. So that was interesting how they drafted him. I don't know what they're going to use him, but obviously they have a plan.
0: Yeah. I think he's definitely going to be more of a package guy. Like who's, who's the dude on uh, the saints?
1: Oh, fucking uh Taysom Hill, the BYU eight year guy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's my comparison that I see just, you know, someone that comes in just willing to do whatever. Yeah. I mean, like when that. you when you watch his film, mm-hmm. listen to him talk, yeah, this guy, this T- guy just Tastes loves a, the game. Taste is a boy, want, wants to do whatever he can to get
1: out there. I like taste. Who else do they draft? Do you have any names on that?
0: Uh, well, I mean, to go back to uh, the Oklahoma lineman that you don't like, <laughs> picked up one of those, and then they also got D uh, end in the second.
1: Okay. No, Ravens have to replace. I mean, Suggs went to Arizona. Okay, They're kind of – CJ left, so their defense is kind of looking a little shaky. They got Earl Thomas in the offseason. That's big. I like Marlin outside in the cornerback. Their offense are fully committed now. They drafted a tight end in the first round last year. They're fully committed to Lamar. We'll see what they do. Who's your second team?
0: Going with the Rams. They got uh, Taylor Rapp out of Washington. Safety. I like that. I think they got him... I'm surprised he fell that far. Exactly, exactly. I was too.
1: But I guess he came out with an injury yeah. after the pro day.
0: I mean, I think they got him at a great spot you know, in the second round. And then the other pick that's kind of sneaky that I like is that running back out of Memphis. You know, Gurley's knees are just you know what's funny about that we call that you gotta get someone here
1: here at tommy two cents we called a little rumor about two weeks before the super bowl uh we saw that Gurley was not getting much reps and stuff like that and we're like well this is where it's a playoffs you know and we're like just wait they're not telling us something two to three weeks later we're going to see after the super bowl some story is going to come out it was arthritis Gurley's had two acls already Horrific injuries for him to have the career he's already had is crazy, and the amount of mileage that he's already put on. You know, he went from rookie of the years. Uh, you know, obviously his rookie year to his second year with Jeff Fisher with Goff, having you know a tough year because everyone put nine in the box, to now him blowing up, and then him having arthritis in his knee. I watched that Memphis guy play because they always played UCF tough. That was the only UCF's toughest competitor. He's the guy yeah, with I the dreadlocks. Twice last year, yep. Yeah, he was. He was. He was a, he was a tough runner. I thought they were going to actually pull off the win, but they choked at the end. I remember that last season. No, that guy with the dreadlocks. Especially C.J. Anderson signing with the Lions. So that makes sense.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and then final team for the grade B, I'm going Dolphins.
1: (laughs) Okay, I I like that.
0: Back to Josh Rosen. I think it's the greatest value pickup of the draft.
1: I agree with that. I totally agree with that. And I'm pissed off that no one is giving Rosen credit. Like, this guy had the best ball, the best, you know, quarterback body, the best everything, except that he had injury history and that he's known to be arrogant. That was the only Knox and Rosen.
0: And honestly, I kind of like the arrogance.
1: (laughs) I'm not a big fan of that either, dude. Like, you have to know. I I like it. You have to know what's wrong with you, man. You can't just think you're perfect, you know. And he's coming from a, a rich ass family in California. And that's not a knock on him, but that's just what people come after him. Like, dude, you haven't worked for anything in your life. Look, that's the biggest I don't care about knock. the
0: arrogance. I don't care about the money. You know, everyone wants to pull up the picture of him in the hot tub with the two ladies. Yeah, love that. I don't care. I care about the ball. Let's go.
1: We'll see. All right, that's fine. Ahead.
0: But the pick that I like also that the Dolphins got Wilkins out of Clemson.
1: I think he's a character guy. I think he was yep. just like the, the feral guy that got trapped by the Raiders. I think he's a big character guy in terms of, he's going to bring some spirit and he's just going to bust his ass. This guy is a good guy. Like he was always on every time Clemson played, he was always on the college football, like Maria Taylor, Taylor talked to him and like all these interviews, like the guy's a good guy overall. So him going to Miami is going to set a culture and be like, all right, Hey, and he's a baller. He's not just some guy, he's some scrub, you know, he almost took out Goodell on the freaking stage. But no, I I, I like that pick too, and I like what they got for Rosen. I think they had some sort of direction of being like, hey, we got to get a QB, and we got we to gotta fix up some things. And they got rid of their D-end, uh, I believe, what's his name? Frank. He played for the Rams for a while, I forgot. But they traded him away to the Cowboys. So makes sense. They got Wake on the outside. Oh, Robert Quinn. They traded Quinn to the, to the Cowboys earlier this season. All right, let's get to your Cs. First one,
0: Seahawks. So Seahawks came in with four picks. They traded up to get 11 total throughout the draft. I just don't think they did what they needed. Um, you know, they needed an online. Every year, all we hear is, you know, this guy Wilson. He's a baller, but he has no damn protection. So you wait to get one in the fourth?
1: Well, no. They signed Eopati, a left guard. That was has been a stud, but had some injury history. He was drafted. Yeah, I think you know. he was with Arizona. Yeah, yeah, he was with Arizona. had that, a lot of Yeah, injuries. he had a lot of injuries, but now they're back. Uh, they're finally their own line starting to kind of have some cohesiveness. And they do a lot of tight end packages. It's weird. And it's crazy, too, because you're paying Russell Wilson that much money to be not really part of the offense. Because yeah. that's what pissed me off about their playoff game, because I was like, yo, you guys have Russell freaking Wilson. Stop running the ball and putting nine guys in the box and be like, Ugh. And get two yards in a cloud of dust, man. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So I agree with that. I thought they were going to draft Harry. I think they needed surrounding weapons. And then now the rumors are going Baldwin's going to retire here in a bit. Maybe this season it's like, well, shit. Who the hell is he going to throw to? That's not fair to Wilson. And now you're paying him all the money, so now expectations go up. But what I was smart about Seattle is because a lot of people are like, oh, you don't know if you should pay your quarterback that much money because you can't fill other spots. Well, if you have the best quarterback in the division, you have the best chance every season to win that division. And they have the best quarterback in the division. That's what I think. Who's your next team?
0: Going 49ers. Look, I love the Bosa pick to start. I love what you did to start, but I don't what I don't love the rest. Okay? You need help in the secondary, and we wait till the 6th round. <laughs> wait till the 6th round? And here's where I lost it. You get a punter in the fourth round.
1: I, I, You're kidding I, me. I like their Debo Samuel pick. Okay, I like how they're trying to get Jimmy G. They're really relying on Jimmy. His second season now he's chilling with Shanahan. I know he tore his ACL and all that other stuff, and he, had, he was out on the day with a porn star. All that cool stuff. But as soon as his head's locked in, showing that he can prove himself, that's really awesome. But the thing is with the, the San Fran that pisses me off. Is that they're not having a sort? They draft a D end every fucking year for the last four seasons. They drafted the guy from. They drafted Armstead. They drafted Buckner. They drafted Solomon Thomas, and then they go Bosa, and then you get D four from uh, the Chiefs. What I the, just think with what what the hell level, how and then how next you pass season up on that And game? then now I know, but like what, what are we doing, dude? Like we're drafting five every year? Like, if I'm a rookie and you're one year in, I can't learn anything from you. Because you were trying to learn your rookie season. So now I'm looking in, now uh, Solomon Thomas before the draft started was on the trade block. Oh, what's what's weird about what you guys drafted? Three of them are Pac 12 guys. Name the last Pac-12 defensive end that's done something nuts. I can't. I'm trying to think real hard. I can think of the top guys. we got one from Buffalo, Mac. we got Pittsburgh from Donald. Who's the next? Oh, Vaughn Miller, Texas A&M. Who's next? No Pac-12 guys. But no, let's keep drafting these big Oregon Duck guys. That's what pissed me off. They got the number one recruit this last season, Oregon, yeah. defensive end. Why the hell would you go there? I know the guy, Cristobal.
0: He wants gear.
1: I know Cristobal coached. You, you he was a guy. he, he was a coaching gear. tree at Alabama, and now he's here, and now he's going to the Ducks. No. Go to a team. Go to a college that's going to make you a freaking Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald that's going to invest in you or something like that. Doesn't make sense. I agree with that. Okay, your last seed pick.
0: Last one, Browns. This team, I think, best draft last year.
1: Okay, because you're big. They,
0: they got it right last year. Yeah, big. big. We don't
1: match. know if they're going to get it right. They don't. And I
0: don't think they got it right this year again with the special teams. Do you really need to take a kicker in the fifth round? <laughs> yes, because Zane look,
1: Gonzalez. No. They could have made the playoffs last season if Zane Gonzalez would have made some field goals.
0: How about an undrafted free agent and you know what's or even... a seventh round pickup? And you know what's and here's the thing that's outrageous: the guys from Oklahoma. So I don't want to hear the yeah the Baker connection. <laughs> oh, you know, that's Baker, what we're very. Give Baker some juice. This is his boy. No, we're not taking a kicker in the fifth round. We're waiting till the seventh. I don't even like the seventh. Listen to this. I like an undrafted free agent kicker. Get some some dude from a school you never heard of before that boots the hell out of a ball.
1: Listen to this bull take. Okay, if Zane Gonzalez makes three out of four field goals, Baker Mayfield isn't playing. Season, am I right? They would have been what four and one heading into the Thursday night football game, three and one against the Jets. The
0: man got injured.
1: I know, but I'm saying, I
0: don't know if it was about kicks, I think it was about injuries. No, he got concussed once once he gets concussed and comes out. But a Thursday night football,
1: (laughs) Thursday night football, then the Jets. What's great about that, too, is because you know, Baker came out, he threw like what 28 26 tuds. And he had 14 to 17 interceptions. So I was like, whatever, that ratio is in the best. But the thing is, is that when he came out against the Jets and lit it up, and I was like, oh, dude, he's better than Donald. because I'm a big Sammy guy. But he wasn't – the thing is, though, is when a team is just like, you know, you know, a college football player, it's like when you scout against someone all week and everything else and you invest so much time into Tyrod Taylor and what he can bring, and then as soon as this other guy comes on the map, you're like, I have nothing to scout on you. So yeah, Baker came think, in there. With I think no, the five
0: games after showed that the dude's a baller. And he no, like I'm
1: nice. saying he's all right. I'm saying he's all right. Because those I, other
0: five weeks they could have scouted him.
1: Yeah, you can thank Nick Chubb and for that too. You can thank Nick Chubb, which makes no sense. This is why they, I don't like how they signed Kareem Hunt. I don't know why they're trying to make a super team. You just ruined uh, Nick Chubb's career like growth with that. It made no sense to me. Because what Nick Chubb's gonna play for eight games? What if he balls out again? See ya, Kareem. Why do we need you, Kareem? Oh, you're going to come in? Like well, That's what I'm saying. So that's why Duke Johnson's about to get out of the business. That's why they try to rate Carlos Hyde, is because they're like, oh, well, Nick Chubb's the future. And then you assign Kareem? So I think they're just trying to get too many, too many, you know.
0: Yeah, that, that team's stacked on offense. I, I think they got a little too many people. Well, Najuko
1: couldn't, and Najuko, whatever his name is, David, the tight end, he can't catch a cold. So I'm cool with that.
0: I also think Baker works a little better when he's trying to prove people wrong. <laughs> I know. You're hearing all that. I well, know his and whole quote from there and boulder on his shoulder. I'm
1: t- I'm tired of the whole bake show, and it's over now. That that chip, I'm not tired of it. No, the thing we're, we're just getting started. The thing the is, though, is that Let the the chip is gone, though. The chip is gone. The
0: boulder's still there. No,
1: it's gone, dude. We don't. I don't give a shit, dude. Your your second year in the year. I don't care about your walk-on. I don't anymore. You made a whole series of it on Fox. I don't care anymore. You're done. Texas A&M, you're done. I saw the whole thing on it. You're done now. Your, first, your season's on Oklahoma. You're done. What, do you, what more do you want from me? Your first season in the league. You're done. I'm tired of hearing about this chip. Now people actually have respect for you. So now it's different. Now you have ex- expectations.
0: Well, Colin Coward doesn't, and the guy tries to tell him that he's I, not a good teammate.
1: I, 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 I'm I, fine with whatever any criticism you have over someone. You invest so much money, you, you have to take the criticism, just like anything else. But the thing is, it's like now he has expectations. Has Baker ever had expectations, or has he always been the underdog? Yeah. So
0: that's so now they lovely. have to win.
1: They have to win the division this year, or it's not, It's a, what is it called? Uh, they don't succeed then. It's like it's a, it's, the season's not, you know, it's not worth it if they don't. And I think the Steelers have a better chance. Freddie Kitchens, first-year coach, hasn't done shit. Baker Mayfield hasn't proven much. Odell Beckham hasn't proven anything in the last couple of years. Hasn't remained healthy. He made one big catch on that Sunday night game, and then that's been Odell since. And then you know what's been Odell doing? Posting up on a boat. Cool with all the bows. Can't even catch a cold in Green Bay. Oh, the next season. Oh, that's off season. Oh yeah, he's just smoking a blunt, doing some coke up in Europe. Signs a fat contract. See you later. I think the Giants, the Giants did what they're supposed to do. I'm fine with that Odell thing. Totally fine with that. But you get him a C value on the pick. I like it. But the thing is, is that they traded a pick to the Browns, I believe, to get that 17. Which I like because you know the Browns got Odell Beckham for that 17th pick, so that makes sense. So now let's move on to your sleeper pick of the draft. We're to the best picks of the draft. starting out with your sleeper.
0: Staying with the Arizona Cardinals, Hakeem Butler.
1: Are you from Arizona?
0: From Arizona, oh, big Cardinals fan. Weird. weird. No, no bias in this one right here. This is Hakeem Butler, biased. Iowa State, fourth round for the Cardinals. Guys, a freak. Okay, I now, know
1: he, there's a video of him working out with Calvin. I saw someone trying to make a, I was like, yeah. "Shut your mouth!" Okay, but Calvin Johnson could have went number one overall in the in the draft.
0: Here's the reason he dropped, and why no one has him on their radar or is talking about him.
1: Doesn't catch the ball particularly because
0: well. Because we have the combine warrior, DK Metcalf.
1: I, I think you know, he's posting the bad
0: pictures, all that. Now he's the reason that Hakeem is not getting the attention that he needs. I just the guy's huge 65 227 um, you know I just think he has great size creates 67 65 227 uh, okay
1: 227
0: guy's huge creates mismatches um, in the red zone and I think he does I think he does a little better route running than Metcalf and I think he creates space at the top of those routes.
1: No, I like I like Hakeem better than DK. DK had a slow three cone drill, which means that his body can't move from, you know, top to bottom that well, and he can't break out a route. So I like that. I like that. So that's your sleeper pick is Hakeem Butler out of Iowa State. Yes, sir. To the Cardinals. Okay, let's go with the safe but not sexy pick. My safe but not sexy was Jonah Williams. He's going to be the Quilton Nelson of the draft. So this is kind of comparing to Quilton, who's going to be the all pro for the next 10 years, but it's not like the most flashy pick.
0: Safe but not sexy. You've already said you didn't like this guy. I brought him up earlier. Cody Ford, O-lineman from Oklahoma. You say you don't like him. Watch the guy. who did he get drafted by? Um, Arizona who, Cardinals? Bills, no. Bills. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Come on now. All right, but the thing I like about this guy, which you were saying, you know, they don't run the ball much. Every analyst, you know, all his breakdowns, you watch his tape they say this guy's a better run blocker than pass the dude's okay. nasty okay The no, dude's nasty I, you watch I don't tape. think anyone's nasty from I Oklahoma. think he's good and the other thing that I love is he's flexible yeah,
1: you know what you I, know,
0: I mean you know no one wants to talk o-line no one's going to appreciate I love appreciate a little that. o-line work but the dude can bend and he's flexible no i i think I, he's nasty.
1: I i personally think no one from Oklahoma's nasty i don't i think as soon as they get punched in the mouth They don't really like it. I think think Baker Mayfield's nasty. No, I think that guy just – no, 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 no. You saw that Georgia guy. Grabbing his
0: crotch, planting the flag. (laughs) Nasty.
1: You saw the Georgia guy running (laughs) off after they won the semi-playoff game. The semi-playoff game they got in Baker's face. You remember that? I do. Yeah. Baker ain't shit when it comes to the pros, bro. No one cares. No one cares. If Baker had a
0: defense, he would have been grabbing his crotch again looking at that (laughs) sideline.
1: I'm, I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying, just chill with the that dude.
0: Put up 50 plus points. Yeah, in and the then game. Kyler Murray. Well, wa- I don't care what you know they what want to you know what me. you
1: know what happened. Kyler Murray walked in and said, "Hold my beer," and then put it put it in Baker's hand <laughs> and just tore it up. That's what happened, dude. So how good is really Baker? You don't know because that was sitting behind him, the guy who said, "Hold my beer." That was Kyler Murray. So I don't invest a lot in uh, that Baker stock right now. I don't. Because there's someone who walked into his position and said, all right, you think you're good?
0: I do, and I don't know what all this Oklahoma hates about. <laughs> I'm not a big Oklahoma I love
1: guy. It. I I love. I, the only time I liked Oklahoma was when BSU did that Statue of Liberty. I was pissed because that was the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. I like a little north-south football. I don't like all the trick shit. And BSU's known to do that, so I'm not a really big guy on that. TBH. Okay, uh, let's go your rookie of the year candidate.
0: Rookie of the year... Um, you know, I'm not taking the quarterback. Statistically, the quarterbacks aren't gonna win it. I'm going Miko Hardman, uh from Kansas Georgia? City. Yeah. Okay. White out from Georgia.
1: I think this was the a guy can run. I think this was a really good pick because especially in the position that the Chiefs are in. The Chiefs are in a situation where they don't know if Tyreek Hill is gonna play next season because that guy's a fuck. And uh, exactly,
0: I think it fits the situation 100%. And the dude is and the guy, the ball. guy can
1: do a lot of things. He's a fast, fast wide receiver. I want to say one of the fastest in the drafts, yeah. he got
0: uh, he got third in the 40s, yeah. But he's, I, but I he's, don't know if you watched the 40s, but he ran 4 3 3, and right when he was done, he was pissed. But the thing, the guy was pissed, he the, was yelling at himself saying, I got out. What's back. even better, a 4 3 and you're pissed. Dude, <laughs> but the
1: thing is what's better though is that cause when he's actually in pads, he's fast, oh, dude. Yeah. Like that's the biggest thing is that you can be you you know, your shirt and shorts can be on, you can be the fastest guy out there, but as soon as you throw the pads on, you know, who knows? Yeah. Like, Malik Hardman, gonna... when he's in pads, he's still he's still blazing for them. So I like that pick. I like rookie of the year candidate, that's a little bit of a stretch. So then your best pick of the draft. Let's go best pick and then your bust of this year's draft.
0: Okay, best pick. You said first round.
1: Uh, first or second round. I'm assuming because your best pick. I mean, if you say a third round pick, you know we're not going to hear of (laughs) him in four years.
0: I think the best pick, a little surprising, but just a guy that's like you know gonna gonna fit the role. TJ Hawkinson.
1: Okay. The TJ Hawkinson, tight
0: end out of Iowa. Okay. I think this guy's gonna come in and just you know fit a role and
1: produce with the Lions. Now, this is the second time the Lions have taken the bait on the tight end. They drafted Eric Ebron. That didn't really work out. Now Ebron's excelling with the Colts, so it's, it's weird. But, you know, new coach, Stafford, you know, does his thing, checks for five bills a year, you know. Yeah, the so, guy.
0: I mean, I mean, the guy runs better routes than most tight ends that you see. 6'5", 250. And on tape, the thing I like is he enjoys run blocking.
1: Does he not look like Lane Vanderlesh? Coming out of that draft, is a guy who just rolled out of bed. I was like, dude, I'm it. Rolled out of bed and just get it done. <laughs> yeah, dude. dude. That's when we walked on the stage and was smiling. I was like, God, dude, this is another latent guy. Just a you, guy don't who just, is, you don't know who he is. don't know. It's just, just a low-key a guy who just loves football. Okay, so who then who's your bust?
0: The bust is DK Metcalf. Yes.
1: Totally agree with this.
0: The guy blew up the internet. I think he's a one-trick pony.
1: I don't think he even has any tricks. He runs I think the he go. looks cool, and Bruce Irving said it best on a quote about two years ago. He tweeted because all these guys were flexing in the weight rooms, and he said, "Everyone looks cool with shorts and uh, you know a cutoff, but as soon as you put pads on, that's when we tell you know who's the real man." Because football is really about how much you like getting punched in the mouth. If you don't, if you can be the biggest, I know a ton of guys who look like you could just play fucking football. You could play a linebacker. But the, you know why they don't play linebacker? Is because they don't smell blood. It's cause they don't like any popped in the mouth. And I don't and that's what I'm saying with the DK. You can tell me you have one point nine body fat. Yeah, am I jealous? Yeah, I wish I had that. But the thing is is I like I see him flexing and everything. I was like, Okay, cool, you're the second best wide receiver on your team. AJ Brown was better than you significantly. So I was like, I don't you what? And then exactly. they draft in the Seahawks draft him like, oh, dude, that's our savior, you know. And then he walks into the scout room and then shirtless. shirtless, and he does his thing. thing, and I'm just like, God, dude, I get it, dude. You look good. I mean, that's, just, <laughs> that's just the player's
0: coach trying to oh. trying to do something. But I mean, this guy just dominated the draft, or the sorry, combine. the combine, mm-hmm. and you know, First team everyone wants body. to lose their mind over. First team but, all Like body. you said, the thing they don't want to talk about is his three cone. And to make it even worse, I don't know if you saw the stat, worse than Tom Brady's. Dang. The guy, nice, the nice, guy nice. had a slower three-tone drill than Tom Brady, and we've all seen that picture of Tom Brady before <laughs> the combined.
1: I don't think they take Shh. body pics anymore. Yeah, not anymore.
0: <laughs> but I'm sure if you put those two next to God, no. uh, how do you run slower than Tom Brady?
1: No, I the, the thing with DK, though... Is because, you know, he created the internet on fire, all this other shit, all about his body and all this other stuff. And then what really pissed me off is the comparison between him and Julio Jones. And I was like, dude, because their times were similar except for three cone, right? But Julio Jones did that combine on a broken foot. So I was like, come on, guys, don't compare bodies like that.
0: And now now he's going on first take, spouting off about I was just like he's bro, different. T- you've never like seen you've anyone been, run this. You've never seen You've been anyone a, the underdog thing.
1: your whole life. I'm like, shut you know, your mouth. Do, do Miss... some yoga? Get get well, flexible on the well, route tree. A lot of people think that Ole Miss doesn't produce a lot of guys. Look at Treadwell, you know, we'd never heard him since you know the Minnesota. You know, he broke his leg when he was a top wide receiver. Oh, you, you run your body's super good. Look at John John Ross runs a forty fastest forty, right? That guy's almost out of the league because he can't he can't catch a, you know he can't catch, he can't run he can't stay healthy he can't catch. So that's interesting. I like that DK Metcalf pick. Uh, we're gonna moving right along here. This is Tommy Two Cents Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Tommy Two Cents Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Sound, Apple Podcast, or SoundCloud. Next segment we got we got book it or sell it. All right, continuing right along here, we got the book it or sell it segment starting us off. Kyler Murray is a better quarterback than Josh Rosen in 10 years. Book it or sell it? Book it. So you think Kyler Murray is going to be better than Josh Rosen in 10 years?
0: The guy's an athlete. you just got to get the right pieces around him.
1: I think both situations are interesting because they both have new head coaches, so they could have a new head coach in three to four years depending on how they do. But you're saying book it with Kyler Murray? Book it. Okay, I'm going to sell that. I think Josh Rosen excels in turn. I I hope. I mean, I think they both have good careers because Kyler's like in a situation where he can make a big splash. Rosen is someone who can be consistent. He's going to be battling with and compared against uh, to Kyler Murray, but even more than Sam Darnold's being that they're playing in the same division. Okay, moving right along, we got the Jets win the division next year because they have the biggest offseason moves. Book it or sell it with C.J. Mosley and Le'Veon Bell. Sell it. You don't think they're going to... I
0: don't give a damn what you do in the offseason when you play the Patriots twice a year.
1: Really? You don't think they're going to win the division, though? No. You don't think they're going to beat the Dolphins twice? You're not going to think they beat the Bills twice and then split games with the Patriots and then win a couple more?
0: I I don't see it. I I mean, I just think, you know, everyone wants to talk about Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, great, great Sports Illustrated cover (laughs) on the poker table. Hey. But, I mean, you want to talk about Egos and having problems like that. I don't know if that's the guy. I if want. he comes
1: in the camps in shape, he just missed a whole year of nothing on his body. I think we're chilling. Look at the top back right now. One's girly, he's a little banged up. Uh, Zeke looks thicker than ever, but he's about to get paid here in a bit. So I think levon's in a good position. He can catch the ball well. He can run the ball well. So I think we're all right.
0: Yeah, hopefully he shows up for some workouts <laughs> and you know, actually wants to be a little team player. Okay. Instead of just. I respect that. I run. think the
1: Jets win the division next year, honestly, even though the Patriots got better. But I think the Jets, our Jets have a lot going for them, right? Especially with Adam Gase now, the quarterback guru. I don't know. Uh, the Browns win 12 games next year. Book it or sell it.
0: Of course we're booking it, <laughs>
1: dude, You're so full of. Of shit. course we're booking it, dude. You're so full of shit, bro. Listen, you got to play Baltimore twice. You ain't you ain't winning both, okay? You got to win, beat. You got to beat the Steelers twice. You ain't winning both. Then I can see you guys beating the Bengals. So that's maybe two and zero. Oh. I don't think you guys win twelve. Twelve's a lot of games. So you guys only losing four games next year. Is it, That's what you're saying?
0: Um, I'm booking it.
1: Really? I think I that am.
0: guy. I think that guy Baker, <laughs> number six. The real deal.
1: I don't know. One ball. This guy's the real deal. One ball. He's got more
0: weapons than we've ever seen. I know the hype's all around him, but the dude's going to find some way to motivate himself. He's going to find some sports analyst or commentator that said something slightly negative about him. Throw it on a shirt. Throw it on a poster. Walk up to the game and dominate.
1: I think he's too into himself a little bit sometimes. Okay. And we got our last one. These two are kind of combinations. The New York Giants and the Dolphins draft a quarterback next year for their top overall pick, being that they're in the top ten in the draft next year, being that then the QB class next year is Tua Herbert from Eason, who I think is the Heisman winner next year from Washington, and then a possibility of Jalen Hurts falling out and winning the Heisman next season for Oklahoma, especially with Lincoln Riley and how his success is with Murray and Baker the last two seasons. Uh, so the guy likes
0: Oklahoma
1: now. No, I'm just saying that if you go to Oklahoma, you're, you could possibly win a Heisman, obviously, the last two seasons. And the quarterbacks have been drafted number one overall. Saying something. But the Giants, they draft Daniel Jones, so that means that you're all committed to him. okay? And then the Dolphins, you trade for Rosen. He's only had a half a year in the league, and now he gets his starting position next year. But you both your teams don't do well at next year. You both tank, kind of. And then you have all those quarterbacks. Are you drafting him, book it, or sell it?
0: Going half and half here. Giants, surprisingly, they're sticking with <laughs> yes, the guy. Yes, they have to. They're sticking with the guy. Because they drafted him. And it's just because the outside pressure. Okay. Do, do you really want to look that dumb? I, I don't think the front office
1: can handle that.
0: I think they're going to give him more than one year. I don't know why. I think they're going to they're gonna let this guy try and develop.
1: So they said three years.
0: Exactly. That's a lot
1: of Eli Manning in the next three years, but the thing—I
0: think they're giving him the full three years to develop. At least two, they're not taking another quarterback next year.
1: I like what you said. How you said half and half because the Giants drafted a quarterback, the uh, Dolphins traded for one. You know, they got like that 68th overall pick for Rosen, so they didn't really lose much. So they could draft Tua and be totally cool. Well, I
0: said I'm going half and half because not only do I think. They're going to draft another quarterback next year, but Josh Rosen is also going to be shipped off to his third team.
1: Really? In three years?
0: In one year. I think this guy has a one-year label right now. You've already heard the GM last week, mm-hmm. after everyone's talking about the Rosen pick, he said, well, you still can't count us count us out for next year's quarterback race," and he said he's still willing to draft one next year. So if you just picked up this guy Rosen, well, I mean... I don't know how you throw more confidence into that guy That's than tell him, crazy. yeah, we're still willing to take a quarterback next round. So you've already told the guy that you just invested in, we're willing to take a quarterback uh-huh. next year. They're going to do it. Is this- the guy has one year to perform, mm-hmm. and it's going to be the same situation as the Cardinals. He doesn't have the right pieces around him yep. to perform. Gosh. They're going to give up on him. He's shipped off. Dolphins are tanking for Tua.
1: That's, 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 uh, I like that him being traded to his 13. That would just be really fucking sad because being that, you know, Rosen has done literally nothing going from being Mr. Something, you know, being drafted in the top 10, you know, I mean 12th overall to the Cardinals to being the number one pick to then being shipped off for the number one pick to now being traded again to get to a, that's insane to me. The guy hasn't done anything wrong, but he hasn't done anything right. Steve
0: Smith sure thought he did a few things wrong.
1: Steve Smith blows up air in his ass all the time. Like, that guy's way too into it to be his thing. Like, the thing is, the thing is, I I see where everyone comes from. You know, you come from a rich beginning, it makes you soft, right? Well, as, as a kid, that's not your choice, right? Like if your parents make good amount of money, that is not your fault and you shouldn't be placed by anything with it. If they pamper you and do all those other things, yeah, that shouldn't. But if you're top in your class in school, like Rosen was, if you're a smart dude, you know, and then you play football and you're actually pretty damn good at football. How is that? Why do you get labeled with that? You went to UCLA, you stayed in California, like what? And then now you have different thoughts and different people. Like what? That's not a bad thing. But that's what he's labeled as. So Steve Smith just went all off on all this new generation shit. I'm like, dude, hold on, man. Hold on. Because he's pissed. Because there's a lot of wide receivers that are better than him. Yeah. And Steve Smith's pissed. I like that. And the end us off here, and this is going to get interesting too because you know you are a Boise State football player. So it's going to get real interesting. We talked on the phone about this, about how Brett Ripon, Boise State's finest, uh, didn't get drafted. And you're upset about this, or you're surprised about this? Which one would you more like? Which one would you lean towards?
0: The disrespect to Brett Riffin. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna let's, go with a little combo of both.
1: Let's get into oh, so you're disappointed, and then also you're disrespected, surprised. What are we talking? All I think three. It's just
0: the disrespect. I don't
1: think there's any disrespect. I don't think there's any disrespect. As we we you're talk- gonna
0: tell me there's eleven other quarterbacks. Hell yeah. Better than Brett Rippin.
1: Power five conferences, okay? I'm going to run you through the QBs taken ahead. We got Big 12, Big 10, ACC, SEC, Big 12, SEC, ACC, Big 10, Big 10, Missouri Valley Conference, North Dakota State, respectable school, not just a nobody, and then Pac-12. So out of the power five conferences, out of I mean, every quarterback drafted, power five conferences, 10 out of 11. So the draft's consistent. So what does that show? That shows that, you know what? Every, each week, you're playing someone that has high, high-end high competition, most likely. At least eight, at least, what do you guys do? Three non-conference games? So nine, maybe, or whatever. You guys play, what, 12 games? 12 games? Nine of them are against heavy opponents, at least.
0: That's fair. I think okay. the guy's a baller, though.
1: I know, but then you, then you turn it around. <laughs> you turn it full circle. Okay, okay. Okay, what does Boise State play? Boise State plays maybe two good non-conference games a year, maybe one. Who did you guys play last year? Uh, you guys played Oklahoma State, which that didn't end well. You guys lost by 23 points. And then you guys played Troy. You guys played Troy. What do you want from me, man? What do you want? And then you, you check you check ripping stats against Oklahoma State. They're all blown up because you guys were playing behind the whole time. So you guys can really sit on the clock and run the ball and give it to Madison, which is a pretty damn good back.
0: The guy was getting clocked the whole game.
1: I I don't know what to tell you. You adjust. I don't know.
0: Last year's season, 30 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, 3,700 yards. Yeah. And then you want to talk about accuracy and completion. Uh-huh. 67% completion rate. The disrespect for not getting drafted.
1: Okay. So let me tell you this. In his four <laughs> years there, granted, some of the games, you know, he missed because he was hurt. Uh, I think he missed two games, maybe, because he was concussed his junior season, which we discussed off-air. If Cozart, his backup, who was a transfer, graduate transfer from Kansas, if he showed up and played in his game against Wazoo in the following game, he would have been the starter of the whole season because that's how the fan base was feeling. Full disagree. As a fan base, as you guys know internally, as in the locker room, yes. But as a fan base and some loyal fans – and everyone was hearing, they were like, dude, we got to get this guy out of here. But they were thinking that this is a harshened guy, which is, you know, again, I'm just hearing what I hear. But in his four years, averaging three three thousand 3,395 yards per game, that's not nothing, that's not jumping off the table. We're at 23 touchdowns. Uh, 3,000, you said? I
0: mean,
1: what, 3,000? Is that not right?
0: You said per game.
1: Oh, no, no, yards. No, no, okay, yards per season, my bad. Okay, twenty three touchdowns per season and then seven interceptions per season at about a sixty four percent completion percentage. None of those stats I love, I love jump at sixty
0: four percent completion percentage.
1: I, yeah, I know, but if you guys throw comeback routes the whole game, I'm not I'm not really that I don't cool think with that's that. What it is. I know I don't what that is. I've the, seen I've don't seen it. I think
0: it's the
1: dinks. I've seen it, I've seen the comeback routes and you guys are really you guys are a pro style offense, so you guys run, 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 comeback route, a five yard out to your tight end, first down, but Boise state. Give the ball back to Madison. I I hope I hope Rippon proves me wrong. I hope Rippon proves everyone wrong. I don't like his situation, being that his knocks coming into the draft uh, was that his lack of arm strength, right? He doesn't have the best arm. It won't fully develop into the NFL season where every guy runs a 4-4, 4-5. That means interceptions are bound to happen, right? Goes to Denver, I believe, since the altitude and everything else and the wind, that it's harder to throw and that Elway likes big-arm quarterbacks. What does he draft? He drafts Drew Locke and then he brings on Flacco which, with three years left with one guaranteed. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, you walk in to the depth chart. You see that you're the third-string quarterback. You, you can't really learn under Drew Locke. And then you have, and then Flacco doesn't like anyone underneath him, so he's not going to show you the time and day. At least allegedly, he's not. So I don't, I don't like his situation either. So it's going to affect oh, his the development. The
0: situation's not great, but I think he should have been drafted somewhere else to begin with.
1: But I'm glad. I'm going to give you three But I'm glad, I'm glad that the NFL stuck. I mean, they not glad, but they showed that they're consistent. That if you play in a Power Five conference, put up some sort of numbers, you're going to be drafted, and that's what it was shown. And then North Dakota State, they're hanging their hat on one guy, and that's Carson Wentz. Name another Boise State guy they can hang their hat on and be like, oh, he's showing great success in the league. Oh, Kellen Moore? What was Kellen Moore's biggest knock? That he floated little nerf balls out there. He didn't have enough speed on his ball. And now he's the OC at the Cowboys. If that's Brett Rippin's goal, great. His IQ for the game, great. Everything is feel. That's all good. But at the end of the day... If you can't put the ball in the money... I think his
0: IQ for the game is a lot better than some of these other dudes. No, no.
1: I, I totally agree with that. But if you're trying to develop someone as your OC or quarterback coach like Kellen Moore was, good. All for it. But his position when his team where he was drafted doesn't make sense to me. Was, uh, was I surprised? No. Because I think his replica and I think the guy that he was most compared to, for me personally, was Jake Browning. And he was an undrafted from Minnesota. And he had better stats. He was in the Heisman condition uh, contention Washington, Washington. from yeah. Washington from two years ago.
0: Look right here, I got you with three quarterbacks who Brett Ripon should go ahead of. Okay, we got Clayton Thorson, Northwestern.
1: He was Come a Big up. Ten guy, Big Ten championship led Northwestern. A big, bigger dude. Uh, he was a tough guy, hung in the pocket. That was one of his knocks. I believe Northwestern is in the Philadelphia area. I'm not that sure on that i wouldn't really fucking take that to the bank but if so that makes perfect sense of why he went there because you know philly 17
0: guys. touchdowns and 15 interceptions. you got drafted in you the you got drafted in the fifth
1: out. round or sixth round we're not losing anything with that so it's like whatever and rip doesn't fit us Rippin' doesn't fit the the rpos i don't know what to tell you that's what philly does okay no, who's the you, next you
0: got it you can't throw that many interceptions you, you can't do that <laughs> Easton stick, North Dakota State. Come on.
1: He's a winner. What, I mean, what do you want from me?
0: Touchdowns, interceptions, basically the same thing. He's for a them. winner.
1: He does between the legs and wide. Low walks.
0: accuracy, under you pressure. Want? You know, the tight windows. He just doesn't get it there. He, he's, 2,700 yards, rip through for 1,000 more yards in this guy. And you want to talk about conferences where you're playing? Yeah. North Dakota State. You better be putting up some video game numbers no, for me. No, because North, North Dakota State. More. I bet that
1: guy wasn't playing in the second half. Honestly, in a lot of majority of those games, I bet he wasn't playing in the fourth and third quarter, or third and fourth quarter. I bet he wasn't. A playing. thousand
0: yards. That that's a lot of yards right there.
1: Oh, what? You, know oh, you're Nash. talking about uh, your 44 to 21 game, Brett ripping through close to 400 yards against Oklahoma State. Do I care about your four bills that game? No, I don't. Oh, I care about your uh, last two years, 1-3 and three against Power 5 conferences. 4-4 four and four overall in its four years of starting. Oklahoma State loses 44-21. to 21. Washington State gets knocked out, concussed. They lose that one. Virginia on the blue. Worst loss ever on the blue by 20. What more do you want? I'm looking for him to prove in big games. He's nowhere to be shown. And then you guys play Fresno, right? You guys play Fresno. It's supposed to be snowy. I've seen you're worse. Not, you're not I, the ball in I've seen positions. I've seen worse games than that. I have. got an
0: NFL back. You're handing the ball off to him.
1: 100. percent But if you're an NFL type quarterback, I'm okay with you slinging it around a little bit. McMarion sure did that game. He was there. their the coach trusted him. We are a little
0: bit, but when you have Alex Madison, you give him the ball.
1: I'm not arguing
0: that. Now the third quarterback.
1: <laughs> okay, so we got everyone loved this guy. We got we got uh, we got Thorson from Northwestern. Which again, I agree with you. I think that in in situations, I don't think Philly was the best fit for Rippin. That's why he didn't get chosen by Philly. Okay, and then Easton Stick, he got drafted he by the. Should go to those teams. I'm East, saying he should be picked, picked ahead. Yes, Easton Stick got picked by the Chargers. Okay, whatever. Take it how you want it. Okay.
0: Now we got the hot take over Ryan Finley. Ryan Finley has already shown that he does not want to compete with this man. Brett Rippon is the reason that Ryan Finley transferred. Off
1: the field issues, off the field issues is the reason why Finley left. Yeah,
0: we, we can say that. And you Finley played, can say that Finley, with a lot of situations. I, All it was this. I, the man didn't want to compete. I totally. Steve Smith, we need you here right now because <laughs> Ryan Finley does not want to compete with Brett Rippon.
1: I totally agree. I, I I'm not I'm not arguing with that. But the thing is, is that Ryan Finley can hand to an NFL GM that Brett Ripon can't. Is that he faces dogs each and every week, and Boise State just quite frankly doesn't. Is that Brett Ripon's fault? No, but the thing is, is that still, that Finley have might have to better numbers. But Finley might have to go on a stretch where he has to play Miami, Florida State, and Clemson all in a matter of five weeks. Well, Ripon has to go on a streak of playing Colorado State. Uh, who who is another good team? You got Air Force, and then who's another uh, Utah State, Wyoming? State. Like, come on, dude! Like, what Fresno State's been relevant for the last three years? Well, that would have been Finley too, but the man got beat. I, I'm I'm just transferred. I know off the field issues. Brett Ripon
0: rattled him, and he transferred.
1: <laughs> Brett Ripon cannot <laughs> rattle a soul, dude. He cannot motivate me to make a sandwich, and I hope. I hope the best for him, and I hope I'm right. I mean, wrong. Look, the In guy's rest. got the intelligence. I'm not doubting that. But I'm Maybe saying what everyone else sees. There's a, re- <laughs> to see him. There's a reason why he wasn't drafted, <laughs> is what I'm saying. There's a reason. The one team that I took over and under on is I thought the Cowboys, the Dallas Broncos, would draft a BSU player, and they didn't pick anyone up. And I was very, very shocked. I think Minnesota stole their guy. Because they obviously, Dallas Cowboys drafted two running backs. They drafted Weber and then they drafted this another guy, I want to say from Memphis, but I'm not quite sure. uh, Blue and gray school. And um, so I think if Madison was still there, they would have picked him up. And I was really surprised. Brett Rippon earlier, if you track tweets, he tweeted at Kellen Moore about him being the OC, kind of pointed up, he quoted it. I was like, oh, yeah, I see that planting the seed did you think it drafted? I'm not looking into that tweet. So I, I'm looking into that tweet. So I was like, oh, conspiracy already drilled up. But no, I, I I hope I'm wrong. But I'm just going by the stats. The NFL stayed consistent. 10 out of 11 quarterbacks are from Power Fives.
0: Who is the Northwestern guy? Did, did anyone know about this guy? He
1: was in the Big Ten Championship, played against Ohio State, has some tape. He has tape.
0: Look, the thing I hated about this guy, he had 13 games. With more than one interception, came back from an a thirteen style. game.
1: The guy, the guy who's been beat up is—I mean—he's a big guy. He's a Philly guy, man. What do you want from me, man?
0: You just talked about how you love this frame, and now you're saying he's been yeah, he, beat up. No, he has a fr- yeah,
1: he's a big frame. Yeah, he's at Northwestern playing against dogs, dude. Who's who's Rip playing against dogs? You don't think there's any? You don't think Bosa and Chase Young are walking through the Mountain West? Because I don't. <laughs> do you? You think Rashawn Gary? Oh, oh, how about Devin Bush? are well, all good about, dogs in the NFL. <laughs> how about all so those you guys? That ACL how about up? all those guys? I just named those. And Wisconsin, those guys are corn fed. What do you want? I mean, those are the guys he's playing against. God. Jesus Christ, man. No, I, again, I hope I'm wrong. But I'm just saying. I'm a stack guy, and I like to watch some games. And every time I flip on the TV, it's not always a cutest saying. Just Pretty saying,
0: cute, throwing thirty tubs, and seven <laughs> INTs
1: against the school of the blind. I know it's fun.
0: School of the blind, Easton Stick. I, I'm you. You're playing the blind over there at North Dakota State, and you're throwing a for a thousand less yards. Car- I need video game stats from you.
1: Carson Wentz gets hurt his uh, junior season, right? I think he breaks his wrist. Okay, Easton Stick comes in, leads him to an undefeated season throughout the playoffs. Carson Wentz plays in the. Uh, that championship game and wins Easton Stick showed up and as someone who's the Chargers who picked him up I'm not too pissed I'm not too pissed man you have anything to say to your Arizona fans man before we get off not too much <laughs> obviously
0: hopefully this guy Murray works out obviously you've I'm been a, hoping this guy you've been a, Murray a homer you've been Arizona. a homer
1: this whole podcast but we appreciate you coming on today Dixon. appreciate you having me have to come on too and that is episode 20 thank you for listening however you may be listening This is Tommy's Two Cents Podcast signing off.